0: Drama City Productions presets
1: Immersion rig now online. Welcome nerd. Now generating episode 87.
0: Featuring horror. Comics. Movies wrestling full immersion begins in three two one
1: hey this is christian hey this is david this is the amazing nerd show more sad news on the front of the spider-man with marvel and sony
0: I can't take any more, Christian. What the fuck is it now?
1: Well, it seems that Sony is putting the
0: dog down by saying that they're closing the doors on the deal completely. Is that company run by fucking chimps? I swear to God. Like, why would they willingly paint themselves as the bad guys in the public eye? Like, I don't understand. Like, leave it open, and then that way, you know, no one knows who to blame. Mm -hmm. If you were saying, no, we're closing the doors... And everyone's going to fucking blame you. I don't know. I, do you feel like it's like a pissing match at this moment? Because the
1: way, the way this article sounds with um, their CEO coming out, it's just kind of like maybe he's a little ticked off by the way um, Marvel responded to it. Mm-hmm. Like
0: pretty much putting the blame on them and everything. Well, I guarantee you that Marvel probably leaked it to the press. Mm-hmm. You know, that negotia- negotiations like, like have come to a halt. Um... And maybe that's part of it, but it just feels like—I mean, this has always been kind of like the knock against Sony that they just don't know what they're doing when it comes to like these properties, um, especially Spider-Man. Um, so I, I'm not surprised by this news because it just—you know—I I, and I—the article that you're talking about, right? It, doesn't he go on to talk about like you know starting his own universe? Yes, he basically says he, Spider-Man will be fine in our hands
1: because we're going to start. Our own franchise where it's all going to be Spider-Man and all his villains and Venom and Morbius and all these other lists of great Spider-Man characters we can play with.
0: Yes, we're just gonna milk the cash exactly. cow to death and you know until people stop showing up to these films, which I think will happen sooner than later. They're already getting like backlash from the re the re-release that they did um in theaters of Far From Home, so I just don't predict it ending well, you mm-hmm. know, for Sony. I mean, these are the people that wanted to do the spin-off Aunt May movie at one point. So, I mean, how much, I mean, really, Kenya, you, you have faith in these guys yeah. at this point. So, I mean, the only saving grace, and I think we talked about it before, is, you know, uh, Philip and Lord, you know, everything that they did with, like, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Give them the keys to the castle and let them just do whatever they want, because they, they get Spider-Man. Um, But keep all of, you know, Sony's executives out of, you know, any kind of creative meetings because they just don't they don't get it, you know, and I think Venom is proof of that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I know people showed up in droves to see Venom. That movie sucked, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you're a true fan of Spider-Man and like you know you know the storyline and everything, there's no way that movie did anything for you mm-hmm. but just disappoint you. Um, so it and it showed you really what you know the Spider-Man universe could look like without Kevin Feige and the MCU's like involvement. Um, so give everything to Philip and Lord and let them you know just you know play. You know, give them the keys to the castle, like I said.
1: I just wish uh, you know the MCU had finished a full Spider-Man trilogy. You know, yeah,
0: that, that's disappointing. It really I, is. I
1: feel like even bouncing off that because my my first idea is like, what what could they do to knock it out of the park? What could Sony do to really keep Spider-Man fresh and going? And I'm I'm thinking maybe they would go down the like Spider-Man routes where they bring in Miles and they bring in. But Holland's too young, and and the story of Holland's character so far is too young, you know? Yeah, no, I
0: agree. I agree. I think it's too early on, Mm -hmm. you know, in that character's career to really introduce Miles. Because really, storyline-wise, they'd be the same age. Exactly. And, you know, so much of what makes that whole relationship work in, you know, the Marvel comics is, you know, the whole mentorship, you know, relationship that they have, You know, with Peter and Miles. So I I definitely, you know, agree. He's too young at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know they're going to, you know, do more animated features and everything like that. But one of the exciting, like, factors of, you know, Miles Morales showing up on the big screen was that Kevin Feige was going to be behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. And maybe they do like, you know, just keep miles like almost in his like own like universe and everything and do a live action film that way and have him completely separate from Peter Parker. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they would go after the multiverse with Spider-Man going forward. They could, I mean the ultimate, you know, comics that, you know, Marvel did, you know, with miles, it worked. I mean, it, it follows very much what they did with, you know, into the spider verse. Mm Um, where you had those characters, you know, you had Peter Parker, you know, he was a, a big character in that world and he he dies, you know, in a battle. And then Miles, never really knowing him, you know, ends up, you know, carrying the torch on for him after he, you know, develops his own set of powers. So it could work, you know, it would just have to be separate, I think, from mm. everything. So, but once again, they need to have the right people behind this. <laughs> So, And I just don't trust any Sony executives at this point. Well... Uh, I just realized I just made Phil Lord like two people. It's (laughs) Miller and Lord. (laughs) Not Phillips and Lord. Okay. Philip Lord is one man. (laughs) (laughs) But he did such a goddamn good job, it feels like two.
1: All right. Well, on the MCU side, reported by multiple sites, and this is still very much a rumor yes um
0: iron might be getting his own series yes a disney plus series and you know the big headline is that robert downey jr may actually reprise his role as tony stark it'd be awesome to see
1: him as the ai
0: yeah and that's obviously that's where they'd have mm. to go and that's something we were kind of talking about right before far from home was released speaking of spider-man um that you know could we actually see like a tony stark ai mm-hmm. you know for spidey suit? So it just felt like a natural progression, you know, for, like, you know, Spider-Man's technology. You know, why wouldn't, you know, Tony kind of, like, download him, himself? And that way you kind of keep the character, exactly. you know, alive in a way.
1: You would figure maybe it's like, something he would accidentally unlock. And
0: yes, just right. Out of you know, or, like, even for a moment, like, where they could have, like, a heartfelt moment or something like that mm-hmm. together. Um, and this actually follows along with, you know, what happened in the six one six. They actually, I think it was during, uh, after Civil War Two, when Tony was in a coma, uh, Riri Ree, Ree- Ree actually ended up having, like, Tony as, like, an AI, like, a hologram, like, mentoring her. So, I mean, they could they could go that route and it would make sense. And Robert Downey Jr. actually a couple months ago in like, it was like a gala or something like that um, where I believe like one of RiRi's creators were at um, mentioned how great it would be to have, you know, Ironheart part of the MCU and that she should be. Um, so I, it feels like a natural progression. I don't know if, you know we get there anytime soon mm-hmm. and we've already seen like the current slate of marvel movies you know booked up to like the next like 3 years so i'm i'm sure like iron heart would be down the line cuz my thing at first was like well is this too soon you know does that you know does that make you know tony's death carry less weight yeah you know if all of a sudden we have him and yeah it's not actually tony but it kind of is you know, and he'll be playing that mentor role again and everything. And it'd be, you know, a nice substitute for Peter since we can no longer use him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe four or five years is enough time where people will miss him enough. It's kind of what I'm hoping for all of these um, new young characters. It's
1: somewhat, these characters will be able to be you know, grabbed upon easily by fans, especially since they're all newer characters. They're all something that people can explore together. Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll attach themselves to that more than where, you know, Spider-Man has, you know, a legacy behind it and everything. Yes. But, you know, these new characters are very popular. They are, you know, making it with the fans. It should be interesting to see what um, a mainstream audience thinks of, like, the Young Avengers and characters like that.
0: And it's only natural Mm -hmm. for Tony to mentor a character like Ironheart since, you know, she's basically... Yes, yes. (laughs) In a Iron Man suit. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I still hate that name, Ironheart. Though I, you know, I I don't know wh- what other name they could have used, but it's not my favorite name mm. in the world. But I love the character. So it's a great character, and I think it'd be great to see her, you know, on the big screen. Or the small screen, for that w- matter. Would
1: you want her original costume or a new costume? Original costume. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sold on the new I like costume it. I, design. I dig it. <laughs> really? I don't know.
0: Something about it's very, like, Wasp-esque. Something you're about you're the not helmet. wrong about that.
1: I could definitely see Nadia taking up that, uh, Nadia Van Dyne, um, It's Wasp, taking up that role of that colorful armored suit. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm just not a fan of it. Honestly, I hope she goes back to the original. Or just like Echo, Iron Man's suit a little more, Mm -hmm. you know. But I guess it's more of a way to make her own character, you know, come into her own, so. I'm excited by the idea of a series. I'd
1: like to see what they would do, like if they would do it like, her in a college setting where she's being mentored or stuff
0: like that or what i love that these like news sites are all of a sudden picking up on the <laughs> fact that oh wait a second maybe they're gearing towards like a young avenger mm-hmm. series it's like yeah no shit <laughs> <laughs> and we've been talking about that before endgame and i think most fans too not uh, that we're like you know all of a sudden like you know like hey we we have an idea of You know, where they're going. Hey, we break stories here. Yeah, I guess. We
1: break ground. (laughs) (laughs) Just two nerds in a basement. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of incredibly nerdy things, we're going to get into the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, The Mandalorian is definitely trying to explore that time period between films. And we already know this, but they keep talking about the start of the First Order. Okay. Kind of like, where they want to like piece things together and how much this is going to show. You know, we've had tons of speculations like maybe they won't show too much because the ninth film hasn't come out yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, this seems like they're definitely heavily going to show some first order parts. And I don't know how much I feel about
0: that. Okay. You and know, this is where's is this coming from? Uh,
1: this is actually coming out of Entertainment Weekly. Um, they did a long story of like all the characters, who they are, and stuff like that. It was kind of like their big cover issue for the week.
0: Okay, so uh, so was it just like basically featuring the new hmm. show and everything? They're just
1: trying to show off like who were each. Per- it was it was a pretty interesting read though, like figuring out like. Um, instead- Is there any
0: spoilers in the?
1: Um, it's not very spoilery. I would okay, say. so no
0: spoiler warning. They were
1: either. definitely um like holding back a lot. <laughs> you could okay. tell the um, actors were like, yeah, I can say this and this, <laughs> and that's about it, right? Uh-huh. Um, it was interesting what they said about Pascal's character and everything as the Mandalorian. You know. um, we did confirm he's keeping the helmet on almost all times. I don't know if they're going to show him at all. Okay, um, and apparently that very much annoyed the actor because um, he's he's a very expressive guy, but he's stuck, stuck behind in this. the helmet. It shows nothing. <laughs> but I, I love that they went with that direction. That was something that we were questioning a lot. You know, was he was he gonna be in the mask or well, not?
0: Get, in the trailer mm-hmm. you don't see him at all. He doesn't take off the helmet at all and we, I think that's awesome. You know, I, I like that idea. Yeah. So when he takes off his helmet it'll be a big deal, you know, in the series. Uh,
1: it was great to see that they're I mean, they're putting this big focus where he's not Boba Fett, you know. Mm-hmm. He has some good morals behind him. He wants to do the right thing at the end of the day. Okay. Where he'll still be, you know, kind of that anti hero character, but mm-hmm.
0: he has a a good sense of being. Well, in a lot of those legacy books, they did actually make Boba Fett more of you know mm-hmm. that kind of you know assassin bounty hunter with like a heart of gold. You know mm-hmm. um, whether fans took to that or not, you know, is questionable. But there were stories like that. Um, but I, that's not my Boba Fett. So <laughs>
1: how do you ever? How do you feel about the fact that they say Boba Fett isn't Mandalorian because he's a clone? I think that's a
0: little ridiculous.
1: I agree. I have always been like, why does it matter if he's a clone
0: or not? He's still, I mean, if his father was Mandalorian. Still his DNA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of, I, I guess he didn't grow up in like the culture and stuff like that. But his dad was yeah, teaching yeah, and, and very handing much him raised. down. raised Yes, exactly. It's being handed down by his father and everything. And DNA, obviously, <laughs> yes. So, I, I don't know. Whatever.
1: It seems like we might see a little bit more Mandalorian culture in this film as well.
0: I'm series, sorry. Nah. Okay. Um, the, so they're basically saying that you're going to kind of start seeing the origin yes. of the New Order. And that actually, I feel like that does actually work since we know that the series is weekly. Hmm. So, I mean, I think what... Uh, rise of the skywalker comes out in december so Mm -hmm. by that point you'll only be probably like what like the series will be either almost done or like partially like all the way through so you know they can hold off on the spoilers until afterwards really exactly i mean uh, they keep hearkening back to the
1: um the aftermath book Mm -hmm. and how like palpatine's been sending out plans and everything so i feel like it's all going to tie together, David. Okay.
0: <laughs> so there was a strong rumor flying around. You know, it's another Reddit, you know, uh-huh. user who's supposedly in the know and has been right about things, you know. Um, um, do, should we spoil it here? Should we talk about it here? We'll Spoilers going ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, spoilers going ahead. Potential. Possible spoilers. <laughs> They're talking about the relationship between the Emperor and Rey. And this is complete this could be complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. But it it was there was a couple articles written up this past weekend actually about it. They're talking about the possibility that the Emperor is actually somehow, I don't understand how, Rey's grandfather. So he would have some kind of tie, family connection to Rey. How does that make you feel? If it's true. I feel like it's probably bullshit.
1: I don't... I, I don't know. That's, that feels weird. For him to be the... grand. I, I can see them saying, like, father for some reason. Or, like, he... I just like don't he,
0: want to picture him having sex. <laughs> so, it's I, just gross either way. I feel like if he had a child,
1: it would probably be something that he manipulated. Similar to what Anakin... What we saw
0: in, like, the Vader... Exactly. The comic comics. book. For Marvel. Um, That's
1: more of what I would
0: expect out of him. And maybe it's something like that. I don't know, man. I I just don't need a strong connection. I'm Mm -hmm. fine with, you know... The whole Last Jedi, you know, origin for her, you know, like basically being no origin. Like she really has no connection to anyone. I'd be okay with that. I feel like they're totally going to retcon that. You know, and maybe it's not even a retcon. Maybe it's something that they had planned the entire time. I don't know.
1: Well, but, you know, J.J. has come out saying that, you know, nothing that happened in The Last Jedi ruined any plans that they had for the ninth film. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I'd like to think that, you know, he's it still works... And everything's going to poetically tie together. Well, and was
0: was J.J. still on as a producer at that point? Uh, I'm not sure for the... Uh, yeah, I'm not though. sure either. I don't know if it was something where, like, you know, he kind of mapped things out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Rain was able to go in and, you know, kind of, like, you know, chart his own course. But within, like, the guidelines that they already had set.
1: Well, I imagine, you know, they were being such hard asses on everyone that was trying to work on a Star Wars project. That if he was to take things... So outside of what they were trying to do, they would just fire him or they would yeah. you know rein him back in.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, they they're cold-hearted bastards. They exactly. saw what happened with Miller and Lord, so <laughs> um they'll reshoot a whole fucking movie if they have to. But yeah, no, I don't know. And that once again, that's all speculation, because total fucking <laughs> bullshit. Exactly. So, um, and I'm sure we'll hear like tons of other stories like that until the movie finally comes out. Alright,
1: well Damon, you wanna hear some some fun little video game stories?
0: Is it that time again, Christian?
1: Absolutely. It's Christian's Corner. Yeah! Alright David, so um there's a little game called Gears of War Five coming out and everything. Um they had shown off, I think I brought it up uh, the last time we talked about Gamescom, they had showed off that Linda Hamilton will actually be a playable character. Well, there's actually going to be more uh, actors that you can play as. And out of nowhere, they
0: showed off... Question. I'm sorry. I actually yes. raised my hand like I was in class. <laughs> just Linda Hamilton? Not like, like... No, she's playing as... Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor. Oh, so she's Sarah Connor. Yes. Okay.
1: And it, it looks exactly like how she looks. Because I know show. where you're going with the story, so yes. I wasn't sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're just getting actors now being themselves.
1: Well... This is very much yeah. just an actor being himself. It's Batista.
0: Yeah, uh, as Batista.
1: Batista. <laughs> it's not Drax showing up. It's not like it's not even like WWE's Batista. Exactly, it's David Batista, just wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, "What? What's the point of this? What is he? Is he trying to sell something?"
0: I don't. It's weird. It's weird. They must have just really wanted him in the game mm-hmm. and were willing to pay for his likeness. Now, if I don't get a blue Tista skin, there's just no point. You know?
1: Like all his gear is blue? Exactly. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> or he's got to like trip on something. <laughs> it's just, what's the oh, point? Oh, that's not right. <laughs> that man was a fine wrestler. Yes, yes. Leave his last match out of it. I mean, how awesome would it be to Batista bomb someone onto a Lancer, which is this like machine gun with a chainsaw on the edge of it? Oh, nice. That would be amazing. I would like to see that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's cool, but it just seems weirdly gimmicky. Now, the game is getting good reviews, um, and it's got a lot of people behind it that are happy. It's got a deep storyline and everything, so people are very much... Happy with where it's going. I, I cut off at three, so I still haven't, you know, played any of the newer ones. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to see where things are kind of heading in this kind of weird, like, commercialist-esque way, you know? It is a weird choice.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I've ever heard of that. I mean, and obviously, you're in more of the know than I am. Have you ever seen anything like that, where they just get, like, an just actor as char- themselves? Like an actor? No, not really. Okay.
1: You know, it's usually a character of some sort. It has some type of line into something yes you know? yes or they're selling some type of movie you know what i'm saying like it's i don't know, I have no idea it's weird all right well um at the end of Gamescom, they finally showed us off the fight like the the next trailer for cyberpunk 2077 it was a like deep dive into like how you can play as different styles of characters and such uh it was it was an interesting thing, you know. You get to build different um, types of characters. You can have a stealthier one or uh, um, like a tank type character. You know, uh, nothing nothing not like out of the blue. Um, I think one of the, the cool thing is that you can you know mix and match your perks and stuff, so you're not just playing as a stealth quiet character or the tank. You can be both. Um, you know that's that's interesting. Huh? But the game is just running into. Controversy and anger and frustration by everyone. Because that's what happens when you are proclaimed the next top game. You know, that's mm. what's gonna come across. Um, people are ready to just shit on you, right? Exactly. Uh, the big thing that's been bothering people is that they announced that the game will be, you know, genderless, where you're no longer picking uh, what sex you are when you're going into the game. You're just picking the body type. Um, which mm-hmm. can either be Male or female body type With a male or female voice So you can mix and match And it kind of That, that kind of idea Fits that type of time period And mm-hmm. style
0: Because yeah. what is a gender When you can Switch any body part you want And like And you could still look The way you want to look Exactly so people are upset just because they're using the phrase I, gen- genderless, yeah. basically?
1: I, I feel like there's just a lot of mass confusion of like what you can play as. Like You can still play as your feminine character or your masculine character if you want to.
0: There's no... They're just not going to label you yeah. a male or a female. Exactly. Okay. Come on, people. <laughs> Who fucking cares? I don't know, man. It's not going to affect the gameplay at all. Exactly. But what does affect the gameplay...
1: Is that what they've shown off so far had been like... It's a lot of first player action, but you could see your character in third Mm -hmm. person during cutscenes and stuff. It seems they're going to minimize that a lot. And make it almost completely first person. Now, my thinking behind that is... It keeps you immersed if you're not constantly popping out of your character to see them and stuff in cutscenes and such. But I do understand the frustration of... I spent an hour making my character look the exact way I want it to look and now I'm not gonna see it for the rest of the game. You know? <laughs> I, yeah. just, I I get that, but at the same time, I, I'm not I still don't have a problem with it just yet. I still just need to see the game fully released to know if this is something that's gonna be frustrating or how limiting am I you know, how much am I not gonna see the character. Now you'll still see your character in third person when you're driving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like um, you know, what you expect, like, um, games like Fallout and Skyrim will have, well, Skyrim less, but Fallout had a lot of, like, the last Fallout game had a lot of cutscenes where it'll cut out and you'll see your character talking to another character. And that's, you know, you'd be playing mostly in first person, but then all your decision making, everything outside would be third person. That was kind of like your way of just, like, seeing how your character is reacting to this world and stuff. So maybe that's what people were expecting. You know, and it's it's been a, a bit of a frustration. A lot of people are actually saying they're not going to buy the game because of these two issues at this point. Oh, um, Jesus, it's just
0: how I think. The sometimes is. people are just looking to be outraged exactly. at this point. I mean, it's it's. I mean, if you want to live your life like that, you know, goodbye, you. But leave everyone else alone. Mm. I just think you know the gaming community is so tied in with internet community. Mm. It has that same toxicity, mentality. So. Yeah. It's definitely toxic. Mm. You know, it's sad, but I mean that, that's how the comic community is too at times. So I, I get it, I guess. Unfortunately, mm. so um, the last thing to
1: come out with Cyberpunk this week was uh, they will be releasing multiplayer for this game. Now, the game so far has been primarily single player focused. Okay. And everything. Um, now this company has is not known for doing multiplayer whatsoever. So it's like um, they put out an ad for like. Um, bringing in people just to work on multiplayer that means that they haven't even touched it you know they haven't yeah. started it whatsoever um, they're kind of their game plan right now is to do some free dlc for um, after the game comes out then they'll probably put maybe one or two expansions that you can play for and i mean everything that they've worked on before with the witcher uh definitely is like 100 quality worth every penny that you could possibly put into it So I imagine, you know, you'll still get all the great single-player content that you want, and then at the end, they'll release multiplayer. And we'll see in what capacity multiplayer could be for Cyberpunk. I'm hoping it will be kind of GTA-style free world, where people are just in the city, and you're just running
0: around. But that's just my opinion. Okay. Do you, I mean... Does it being multiplayer, I mean, does that add a lot to for you, for your gaming experience? For me,
1: not really. Like, um, I just finished Red Dead and I'm debating, you know, should I do the online mode at this point? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. will, will I get anything out of that? Does it add a
0: lot usually to the story? Mm, not really. Like, is multiplayer, is like, kinda, like, multiplayer, like the game.
1: they told the story. So now the multiplayer is just like, hey, here's some fun extra activities, you know. Okay. Stuff like that. I'm can't. antisocial, so exactly. it sounds like a horrible idea to be so. Unless you have a really good. And I know notes. you; you're worse exactly. than I am. So. <laughs> uh, and the last bit of news I had coming out was uh, just something for me personally was uh, two classic Star Wars games were coming to PS Four and Nintendo Switch. Uh, that being um, Star Wars Jedi Knight and um, Star Wars Jedi Academy. Um, Jedi Knight Two was very uh, like probably like the best lightsaber. Um, play ever in a video game. It's just like so fluid. You're, you're in complete control of the character the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, while it looks like trash nowadays, it's, <laughs> it's still just, fun. It's still fun, you know. So it's definitely something to check out. Uh, that'll be coming to the Switch and PlayStation uh, late this month. So okay. uh, September 24th. Wow. All right. Besides that, we got to hit into some horror with some trailer reactions.
0: Coming soon to theaters. All right, up first, Black Christmas. Oh,
1: oh, no, no, wait! Helena hasn't gotten home yet. If I were missing, I'd want you to unleash the bloodhounds and track me down. She was at DKO last night.
0: Still creating problems, huh, Rye?
1: Hello? Hello?
0: I'm worried that something bad happened.
1: It's winter break. could just be a delay of some sort. Snow.
0: My friend is missing.
1: Nine times out of 10,
0: the girl's just with a
1: boyfriend. I will bring you to your knees.
0: (sighs) There's someone in the house. Hawthorne College is quieting down for the holidays. One by one, sorority girls on campus are being killed by a stalker, but the killer is about to discover that this generation's women aren't willing to become helpless victims as they fight back. I feel like that's how they pitched it to the table as well. So, when this was originally announced, um, just a couple months ago, um, I was excited. I'm a huge fan of the original Black Christmas by Bob Clark, um, you know, and the fact that, like, Bloomhouse was behind and everything like that, you know, sounded like a good deal to me. So today, I was super excited to see that there was a trailer. Man, did this fucking trailer just shit in my fucking Cheerios, <laughs> man. It was... <laughs> and I'm usually, uh. <laughs> you know, a little more reserved, you know, judging a movie by the trailer. Ooh. But this was all my fears wrapped up in, like, a two-minute clip. I, 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 I couldn't believe it was. I was like, this does not resemble at all the original Black Christmas. I, I could easily say Black Christmas is probably top 25, like, favorite horror movies of all time for me. I mean, the movie's innovative, it inspired, you know, such great movies as, like, Halloween and everything like that. Um, it's all about suspense and tension. This looked like your run of the mill B movie that you'd pick up like, you know, direct to like D V D at like Walmart or something. Yeah, you know, something you'd find at like the five dollar bin.
1: Something I might scroll upon on like on demand. Yes, or
0: on Netflix at 2 a.m. that they just like threw out there for uh-huh. content's sake. Um, it it really just gutted you know, the original premise of the movie. And, like, there's little touches, you know, there, but not even close to what we got, you know, the piece of art, I believe, we got with, you know, Bob Clark's original. So, I mean, it... Touches on all the tropes that we've gotten in like modern day horror movies Mm. and everything like that. You know, group of girls being stalked. But this trailer does what a lot of modern trailers do where they tell you the whole fucking story up front. So basically what we're having here is we're seeing the girls being stalked by this mysterious figure they don't even tease it. They show you, the, you know, who's doing the stalking right up front. You know, it's this mask, you know, very generic masked, you know, villain. Um, the original movie, it was all uh, POV. And that's what was so novel about it and so different. And that's where, like, Carpenter drew a lot of inspiration for Halloween, you know, especially that opening mm-hmm. scene. Um, we never saw the killer. You know, and that's what, you know, made the movie, you know, so kind of like horrifying because you never know, it was a mystery. You never knew who the killer was or where he was and everything like that. Um, you know, you had this whole thing where the, char- the, the killer is, you know, this character behind these phone calls, you know, these really bizarre phone calls um, that are just like you know taunting you know all the victims and everything as it's going on, but you know it, it's also kind of a mystery too. This this trailer alone <laughs> tells you everything that's happening in the fucking movie. Exactly, who is behind everything? Yes, yes. Carrie Ellis from Princess Bride, you know, and many other horror movies nowadays is in this movie. It seems like he's playing like you know the the crazy Dean is. Mm. is As far as I can tell, it seems like he's probably like got some weird like cults, you know, uh, not uh, what what do they call them? Not sororities the male version fraternity fraternity, there we go um you know that are having to for some reason sacrifice victims Mm -hmm. to keep their success or something some weird ritual shit's going on these
1: victims are gonna fight back yes
0: and then you get the you know glory shot of all the girls Mm -hmm. holding weapons and everything even the poster sucks (laughs) (laughs) which tells you a lot when they can't even do the poster right man so disappointing so th- this real, I mean, like I said, I when Bloomhouse was attached, I was mm. like, okay, th- this could be good. Does it start to shake your faith in Bloomhouse? A little, yeah. It feels like they never watched the original. Because mm. th- if they watched the original, there's no way that they would, you know, green light, you know, this this garbage. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of the trailer, Christian? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I told you earlier. It's just, it
1: felt like this was someone's like college audition tape to like get into school. <laughs> Like, I was like, why is this <laughs> like so there's submissions? Simple? Like, <laughs> exactly, like, why is this so simple and all put out there? Like, who put this trailer
0: together? It felt like the trailer was the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they shot the trailer before they shot the movie. Everything's or... in order as
1: well. It's not yeah. like,
0: oh, we're showing like a kill here and
1: then some stuff. No, this feels like it's the entire film in order. No, it's linear. Yeah, it's
0: absolutely <laughs> linear. Yeah, because we, we. The very first like 10 seconds of it, it was like, okay, you know, I was still, I was like, I was on board. I was like, okay, it feels like it's hitting certain beats from the mm-hmm. original movie and everything. And then it just completely goes off. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I seeing like, you know, fucking fraternity kids and robes? It looks like there's some kind of ritual going on. Mm-hmm. We're seeing everyone's death. Yes. like they're showing us like kills you know in the trailer you know it's like what what are we doing here <laughs> I don't need to see a whole movie in two minutes to sell me on it so just disappointing exactly so, trailer strikes again so you think you're gonna see this movie I probably will <laughs> 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 so I can shit on it more for the podcast uh. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to that people
1: alright well next up we got Gretel and Hansel a fairy tale has a way
0: of getting into your head. Even before you hear it. Somehow you just know it. And it always went like this. Please make your acquaintance. I'm called Gretel, and this rough one here is my brother Hansel. Ouch! Tell me how you came to be in my woods. There's too much, and
1: it
0: isn't right. You're scared. There's something wrong here. Careful, dear. I'd hate for you to start something you can't stop. All
1: right, so this is a story of a long time ago in a distant fairy tale countryside. A young girl leads her little brother into a dark wood in desperate search of food and work, only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil. I like, I like how that was phrased, Nexus of Terrifying Evil. <laughs> Sounds like a, good, a band name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a twist on, or a slight twist on the story of Hansel and Gretel.
0: Yes, yes. I don't even know if it needs to be twisted though, right? Because it's really. a pretty dark mm. fucking story as is. Um, and this is directed by As Oz Perkins. Um, and written by Rob Hayes. And I don't know either of their exactly. works. <laughs> I, I think I did a couple searches. I, I still don't know. But this is completely on the opposite end of the spectrum mm. for trailer wise, like compared to Black Christmas. <laughs> I thought this looked great, you know, and I hadn't heard anything about this. So, you know, when you told me about it, you know, I was like, oh whatever. And I think right away I started thinking of that horrible fucking movie that you know hawkeye uh, was, Runner, yeah. yes hawkeye was part of a couple of years it was like a bad action movie i feel like um this looked fucking creepy mm-hmm. as all hell um this had the borg queen in it yes um, Alice, uh cridge yes yes and i was like who is that and she just looks mm-hmm. i guess you know i This sounds insulting, but she just looks naturally terrifying in this movie,
1: so. No, so far the portrayal feels very, like, they didn't show anything too, like, witch-like or anything like that. They just showed a terrifying, like, creepiness behind her
0: yes yes and you're wondering if there's like a twist Mm -hmm. you know to the trailer because the way the narration is working too you know like the little girl seems to like allude to like something you know being off or like you know their perspective being different so um but it definitely seems like she's a fucking witch but we'll see you Mm -hmm. know could the kids be the villains that's that's something i was thinking about there i
1: was like What if they just, you know, kill a woman and they're they're (laughs) assuming. They throw um, her in the fucking stove. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, but
0: I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's uh, It's, uh, Sophia Lillis, uh, who is from It's. Yes, great actress, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And just visually, man, I mean, lots of really fucking stunning visuals up there. Um, Great cinematography, you know, from the trailer, of course, that we can tell. But, you know, just something that it looks like something like nightmares are made out of. So um, <laughs> it, This sounds like a completely different conversation. <laughs> yes, than Black, than Black Christmas, Christmas, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Someone actually took the material mm. seriously, you know, and made art with it, you know, instead of fucking hot garbage like Black Christmas. So um, I'm looking forward to this. And this is actually coming out in January 2020. Yes. Early next year. All right, David, well, I saw a movie this weekend. Good boys.
1: I'm having a party tomorrow. You in? Yeah. Can Thor and Lucas come? They're my best friends. We do everything together.
0: They're so random. Two weeks into sixth grade, I'm already a social piranha. Sippy cup. sippy cup. Does this look like a sippy cup? No, it's a fucking juice box. Because I'm not a fucking child. Hey, Christian, where did you get that awesome vintage Spider-Man shirt from? Damn it! I've scoured the internet looking for cool stuff to wear,
1: and I found this awesome website called westcoastgeeks.com. Plenty of awesome merch that I think even you and our listeners would like.
0: I'm always looking for more nerd swag, Christian. Great,
1: because they've got figures, they got pop figure shirts, hoodies, the works, man. I think they even got graphic novels now. Keep talking, man. Well, I mean, if you go and check it out today, you can use our promo code NERDSHOW. Get 20% off.
0: Hold on. So I'm doing this shit for free. And you've got a whole fucking racket running on the side? Damn it, I'm a podcaster. I gotta eat.
1: Well, I like food. Well, then have our listeners head over to westcoastgeeks.com today and get some sweet merch.
0: And don't forget that promo code, Nerdshow.
1: And now, our feature presentation. Alright, it's a movie about three sixth grade boys ditch school and embark on an epic journey while carrying accidentally stolen drugs, being hunted by teenage girls, and trying to make their way home in time for a long-awaited party. Alright, man.
0: So what can you tell me about this movie? Obviously, I did not see this. No. <laughs> <laughs> this... We're, we're short on content, obviously. <laughs> this was just an on the whim. Like
1: I was just like, I got nothing better to do tonight. Let's go see this movie. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, it was a slow news week, right? <laughs> Very slow. Strangely enough. But you know what? I I heard that you saw this movie and it, you know, I felt like the trailers looked good. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about it. Well,
1: dude, have you seen the movie Superbad? Yes, I have. This felt like Superbad with kids. Okay, well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. No, but it's just that kind of like that sense of unoriginality was definitely there for me throughout the experience. Okay. So, it's
0: just like... It was it a little too familiar? It
1: was too familiar. It was like, I saw all the same beats as the same... Like, um, for example, you know, the McLovin scene where he's at the, um, you know, he's at the fucking grocery store trying to get beer and everything. Now, the, the cops do just run with it, but it's just like, the kids, they go to a grocery store. The kid tries to steal a beer. The cop is, like, trying to be off duty. He doesn't want to do anything, so he just lets the kids go at the end. Oh, okay.
0: Um, like, overly cool
1: cops. I guess. You know, it wasn't like. Irresponsible cops. No, it wasn't on the same level. Like, they didn't yeah. catch the kid with the beer. Okay. But the kids are, like, admitting to all the things that they've done. Like, we have a pill bottle with drugs in it. Like, he's just like, leave me the fuck alone. I want to go home. Stop talking. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of good humor points, but it's just, you know, it's it wasn't anything where I'm going to say, oh, this is a classic. I need to watch it again and again. You know, it's not, it's not human that's gonna land and stay forever. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's very to its time. Uh, the story follows. You know, these kids. They they have three different personalities and stuff. It's very typical. Like they're the the they're the oddballs of their school and everything.
0: Now, when you're saying to its time, are you saying like you don't feel like it will age well? Yeah, I don't okay. think like people are gonna. It's not something people are gonna revisit. Exactly. Okay. Like maybe you'll see it on. You know TNT one day, right? and that's I mean that's the mark of a good comedy. Mm. Uh, something that you can go back. I still go back and watch Animal House and exactly. Caddyshack. You know, so yeah, that that matters with comedies definitely.
1: Mm. Uh, I mean, the premise of the film is you know it's it's these sixth grade boys that just started school. Um, one is very like into safety and like ha- can't hold a lie whatsoever, and mm. will always like rat them out immediately. You know, one wants to be a singer, but also wants to look cool. So all the cool kids are giving him crap for, like, wanting to sing. So okay. he immediately, you know, he's hiding all of his true ambitions just to try to be cool with the kids. Okay. And then one is obsessed with girls. And, you know, um, they get invited to kind of like a kissing party. And his dad, um, the main one that's obsessed with girls, dad, goes out of town. I'm raising my hand on a podcast again. Yes.
0: What? What? <laughs> Is it literally called a kissing party? Yes. Is that something that like I don't remember that as a kid? It's like Is a that something in the kid...
1: bottle party? I guess. I that haven't... sounds very like fifties <laughs> to me. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, you're younger than me. Was that something that big? Became... Okay, no. I wasn't social though. At least we weren't invited. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we're the nerds. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but these kids were invited.
1: Uh, well, the one that was obsessed with girls was invited. The other two were comparatively. Too awkward uh, to be invited, but he, you know, uh, scoots them in, the deal and everything. Uh, He's obsessed with, like, this one girl that's going there, and it's pretty creepy when you think about it, because they're, like, ten-year-olds, but he's, like, looking at her like she's, you know, like, how a grown man would see a female, you know? It's
0: it's, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it it was funny, but
1: Uh that's the angle they were going for, but... They're cursing left and right. They don't understand what they're saying too, so it's
0: ten year olds cursing. Exactly. Funny. You know, <laughs> that's one thing that I loved about uh, it. Mm. You know, uh, the the first chapter obviously yes. is uh, you know, the kids cursing. Mm. You know, just cursing Wolfhard's every other word. Amazing what was that
1: <laughs> Wolfhard's performance in that amazing.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. But it felt real mm. because when you're ten and you're like, oh, I can curse, you overuse it. I mean, mm. I still kind of do, so I understand. <laughs> I would say the portrayal in It felt a little bit more grounded and
1: realistic with the way that they were talking wow.
0: compared to this. Because that's a movie with a killer clown. Yes.
1: <laughs> I would say those kids felt more like they belonged there. Where this felt like, hey, let's just have them say outrageous shit so it's funny. Okay. You know? Um, and there's and that's kind of how the basis of the film kind of feels. like. No 10-year-old is going to run across um, a six lanes of traffic on a highway, you know? Yeah. It's it's just, like, little hijinks here
0: and there. Yeah. Um, They're not idiots. They're ten. Like exactly. They <laughs> they know to stay out of fucking traffic, mm. you know, on an expressway. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, it, the scene from the trailer still looked funny, but you're saying, like, it, it really, the jokes just didn't land all the time?
1: It's, like, I had a good time, but I just, like, nothing was, like, eh, yeah, okay. I, I could go without
0: seeing it. You know? It's funny with comedies. Like, mm-hmm. if it's in the middle of the road for me, like, it's just it's just kind of, I don't know, it falls off my radar right away. Like, it has to be like an instant classic. Exactly. You know, I think it, comedies have a tougher time, you know, as a genre. Because if it doesn't land all of its jokes and it doesn't feel like that, you know, okay, this is a movie I'm going to be watching over and over again. Then, you know, it's just kind of like falls to the wayside and it's just totally forgettable. I mean, like how many. Thor Ragnarok. No. The, <laughs> that is a classic, my friends. <laughs> and I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. No, so. You're not. <laughs> so, but all right, man. Well, uh, performance wise, I mean, how do the kids do?
1: They're, you know, they're kids acting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So all not of them. Totally were... believable. Just.
1: It's not, like, shoddy, but it was it was okay. Like, they were delivering their lines, you
0: know? That's kind of disappointed me, because I actually, th- I was like, hey, I'm not going to see this in the theater, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind checking this out. I would
1: definitely say, if you're going to check it out, check it out on a streaming service or from home in some fashion.
0: That's just my opinion. Will do. <laughs> All right, well, Christian, out of five stars, what would you give this movie?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a solid three. Yeah, okay. you know, nothing too great, nothing too bad. Okay. Just middle of the road. Just middle of the road.
0: Christian, you like podcasts. I love them. I love podcasts. Have you heard of this new PodCoin app? No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what
1: could I even use digital currency
0: on? Gift cards. Um, Amazon, Starbucks I believe they even have Target um, and You can also use that digital currency To donate to your favorite charity If you want Wow! If really? you're actually a good person Unlike yourself <laughs> <laughs> Well I have to really look into this I listen to a lot of podcasts damn it. Me like, too daily. And, I mean you might as well get paid for it right? Exactly uh, And right now If you go ahead and use the promo code Nerdshow you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So, I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. (laughs) 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 And go download PodCoin. Alright. The pod player that pays. Alright, David. Well, it's been a while. We're going to talk some comics. (laughs) Alright, yeah, damn sure it has been a while. But we're still not talking a lot of comics. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know what, we we couldn't pass by the chance to talk about House of Acts number 4. So um, Everybody's dead. <laughs> pretty much, right? <laughs> uh, this is the very start of Jonathan Hickman's run. Um and I've been enjoying it quite a bit actually. Um it was for me it was kind of a rocky start at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand where he was going. Um but you know once I got into the groove of things and kind of saw what he was doing um I for the most part I've been enjoying it and you know that goes for this issue also. Um it's kind of the story has been kind of like almost like cut between two different books but it's like the same story mm-hmm. which is a little awkward and weird cuz I can never remember what I read in what book. But, you know, you have House of X, which seems to be like the current, you know, X-Men. Although I'll argue that it's not really the current X-Men. And then Powers of X, which was kind of the future X-Men, but not really. Um, There was also some like past stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it was all over the place. So I'm not sure why they even bothered dividing into two (laughs) books, honestly. Um, But it's, it's an enjoyable story it's different. I think that's what I'm enjoy- I'm mm. really liking about it. Um and I I can't see where they're going. You know, it's not predictable. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so leading up to this book, we discovered that the future that we're seeing basically was I believe Mora's ninth life, correct? Mm-hmm. Or tenth life. I believe it was the ninth. Okay. So Mora has the ability to to reincarnate herself after death and basically um, keep all the knowledge that she had in her past lives. Um, she's using this ability. She's Doctor Who. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good comparison. She is Doctor Who um but she without the phone booth um she's basically using this ability to solve the mutant problem where you know at first she's trying to wipe out you know mutants um and then she's trying to take it from a standpoint like well what if i side with professor x you know where does that get us and you know basically every avenue whether she sides with professor Mm -hmm. x magneto apocalypse leads to death and destruction you know it just seems like mutants can't win And at this point, she's at her ninth uh, life. We find out she probably only has 10, right? There's a lot of story here, people, to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) And even with all these, there's a lot of them, exposition pages, it's still hard to kind of track... But I actually enjoy the fact that, you know, you have to kind of go back and read through it and everything like that. And there's lots of little nuances, you know, that you can still discover within the story. I definitely, for for once, I enjoyed
1: the uh, exposition pages, these Mm -hmm. last two issues. Yeah. Where I was, like, explaining, you know, like, Wanda's killed so many people and, you know, like, who's the most dangerous,
0: you know, enemy to the mutants. I feel like it's actually, you know... I don't know, it's, it's adding a lot to the story. Mm. Um, whereas at first it felt like kind of abrupt, like where it was like stopping in the middle of, you know, different story beats and everything like that. Um, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed these. So, um, it, but so basically Mora sides with Apocalypse this last life. They figure out that they need to find out the exact point that Nimrod comes online you know the crazy omega Mm. Sentinel, um and that's what they need to stop from happening to save you know the mutant population um they discover that you know in the future um and then they go ahead they awaken mora who i don't know if she's she was comatose or she was injured or something like that give her that knowledge and then wolverine just guts her (laughs) And then she's reborn and that's where we're at, you know, with House of X, uh, number four. So we're back with our current day X-Men, mm-hmm. so we think, um, and they're realizing they have to go on the suicide mission to take out this, you know, crazy, you know, I don't, not underground group, but this, you know, top secret group that is basically, you know, keeping their eye on, mm-hmm. you know, the mutant population and they've, you know, they're- constructing a mother mold, um, you know, who, like, I guess can, like, create master molds, um, you know, that, you know, then create senators to destroy mutants once the population gets out of control. Um, it's a lot, yes. a lot to really, <laughs> you know, absorb, but it's been a good story. You know, I, I enjoy... It made everything. sense. Yes, yes. The logic tracks, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I can kind of put all these pieces together I still don't know where we're at exactly and how this like these X-Men feel very different than where we left off with like Rosenberg's you know storyline I was like I don't know how we got to here but I'm sure that will kind of all unfold Um, because in this book you know this X-Men team who you know like I said they're going on the suicide mission uh, to stop the you know mother mold they uh End up all getting killed, like, and this is just like the classic, you know, X Men that we all know and love: Wolverine, Jean Grey, um, uh, who else is there? Christian, um, Cyclops. We have Mystique, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, yes, Archangel. Mm-hmm. So I need mean, they all fucking die. Um, it's glorious, you know. It it's a great, you know, scenario and everything like that, and well done um i would like to say it's not even like moments where like each one
1: gets a specific death like some of them are just caught in like archangel just dies from the crash yes you know it's
0: yes and we get a lot what i enjoyed about this is we get a lot of the human perspective mm -hmm. you know we're getting the point of view of all the agents you know working for orcas and everything like that who like you know are seeing their plans you know kind of um, being under, you know, under siege from the X-Men and everything. So we kind of get to know some of these characters. Um, you know. And one of them is uh, the Omega Senegal. uh Karima, I believe. She's like a 90s character who they brought back. I, I can't pronounce her first name. But uh, she's working with them and everything like that. Uh, so you're seeing them take losses also. So it was a little different than what you usually get, you know, you, you know, like one of the, you know, scientists loses her husband and everything. So you understand her, like, you know, obviously she already has issues with mutants, Mm -hmm. but you kind of understand, you know, her actions, you know, during, you know, the whole story. Um, I don't know. It, It, it felt like it was real. Like it felt, you know, it was such a. For me, it was such a great story, you know, where, you know, I felt all the deaths, even though I feel like this is obviously all going to get undone, you know, it it felt like their deaths mattered to me. So, um, you know, that the stakes were high enough, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just a really well paced book. So I I really enjoyed it. You know, like I said, this is all going to end up getting reset somehow, you know, and we saw like, even though, and I totally forgot about this. But in the first issue, you know, of Hickman's run, we saw this weird scene, you know, in a panel where he, uh, it looked like Professor X was taking like, you know, like, I don't know, like uh, Scott and Gene out of these weird pods. So I'm wondering if that somehow plays into it. And maybe I'm reading too much into that. I think that's what it is. You know, are these, you know, the people that we saw die, Mm. you know like, pod versions, you know, for lack of a better term, of the X-Men. I don't know, because, you know, or is this just going to be one of, you know, another one of, like, Mora's, like, failed lifespans, where things don't work out, and then they take what they've learned, and somehow, you know, use that to help them, Um, you know, maybe in, you know, the future ongoing Mm -hmm. uncanny x-men books because we've seen that you know already through solicitations that basically the next uncanny line is going to be like team summers and it's going to be like cyclops and gene and like everyone who's related to scott Mm -hmm. so we know that those characters live on somehow um it's just going to be it's a mystery how you know that you know takes place but i'm hooked
1: yeah i think by the end of the storyline mora will be dead 100%. Hundred percent.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. You know, with her final death, and she find like she'll finally get to rest. So uh, that makes sense. You know, but I just don't know what the X Men are gonna look like. You know, after all of this, <laughs> if they're even around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, all right. What else do we have, Christian?
1: Oh uh, well, I caught up with Champions. Um, you know, we we left off kind of like this happy-go-lucky storyline where Noah's. Going off into space trying to find his uh, helmet again. Mm -hmm. Um, They discover it's been back on Earth and they immediately... Oh, this entire time? I I guess there was an army uh, facility that just happened to have it. Uh, They go back to Earth. uh, Him and the the crazy chick that's trying to kill him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's 2 o'clock in the morning. We're not looking it up, people.
1: Um, They come back to Earth and uh, they go into this military facility. Um, Viv has been um, kind of, like, ordering and, like, she's, like, put her, plugged herself in. So she's, like, commanding 16 teams around the world at once. You know, she's definitely, like, you know, mitigated everything.
0: Is she, so she's the de facto leader now? Yes, since because Miss Marvel uh, Marvel's, out. you
1: know, basically told her, you know, you have to take control now. Oh, she's the last original member, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see, like, a team trying to, like infiltrate this military base and um, uh, Nova's ship just crashes into it. And just uh, Nova finds the helmet. They do this off uh, panel, which I thought was weird. Like, um, everyone's fighting and then Nova just shows up in full gear. All right. Um, just fighting everyone. Uh, and know Nova, Nova Does he have a
0: big hero moment, though? Like him like bursting into the scene? Yeah. Um, Nova again? She
1: is fighting one of the teammates... They're there and, like, pretty much going to kill him. And Nova's like, no, you'll fight me. And they have, like, a short little fight. He captures her in a ball. And Nova Corpse actually comes in. Mm-hmm. And which we don't know how they're, if like, what the continuity is with all that. But Nova Corpse is here. Uh, they pretty much take her away. They try to take the helmet away. He's like, try and stop me, pretty much. He stands up to them saying, like, you guys can't even control this power. And it's chosen me. So, come and trap me. And they just like, you know we'll come back. And left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was the last issue. It ends with, uh, all, of, all of a sudden, Riri shows up to talk to Viv. And she just blasts her. Uh, <laughs> so Bless that's how that right? issue ends. Yeah, uh, we're like, and she calls in all the um, champions to come in. Uh, next issue, uh, with Nine, we get Riri pretty much decimating the entire team uh, except for miss marvel and uh miles because they're not part of the team right now they're just off doing they're right off way. the grid right mm-hmm. and we find out that she's being manipulated by a character called blackheart um, oh yeah that's okay.
0: uh that is Mephisto's son gotcha um
1: which then settles in with the storyline perfectly
0: yes because Mephisto Mm -hmm. is manipulating the team you know especially in the first arc basically of the book you know he basically gets Miles and um Braun to not well not sell their souls basically Mm -hmm. reverse something you know tragic that happens you know the death of Miss Marvel and Vivian um you know for you know no cost at all you know but obviously there's always strings attached when Mephisto is involved
1: Um, so Blackheart is like basically controlling um, Iron Hearts and Iron Hearts, because uh, Viv doesn't have a normal brain that he can just, you know, turn to this like dark side, pretty much tells her go kill her. And mm-hmm. she goes in there to go do it. and she blasts her to like what would be death. But it turns out, and I guess I, I this was an arc that I skipped. When Viv had the sister, yes, and everything, um, they apparently they melded together. Okay, so Viv 2.0 has been living inside Viv's mind and now she took control of the
0: body and then she escapes. That's right. and well, and part of her arc has been that, you know she's been trying to mm-hmm. keep basically her emotions at bay um, and not accessing them. and there's been a struggle, like an inner struggle with her. So now that version of her uh, Mm -hmm. is taken over, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. And she's definitely more like cynical and
1: cold towards everyone. Okay. But um, she goes out and immediately tries to find um, Kamala and Miles. Um, Nova goes after Miles. Um, Kamala, uh, you know, joins up with Viv real fast, and now it's definitely it ends with kind of like these two opposite sides where it's like the dark champions. And the friends that are still um, with us, and that's how the next issue is going to go. This was definitely like a departure from what we were just seeing. like. As I was saying at the beginning, it was very happy-go-lucky. as you know, it's Nova trying to you know get his helmet back and everything. Yeah, and no an adventure. Yes, it just turned into a dark twist, and I thought that was really great. It still feels like it's you know very much being catered to a younger audience, mm. but I still enjoyed it in the end. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's hard to be really catered towards a younger audience when you get the devil. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There just seems like a softer edge to it compared yeah. to
1: what we're reading with X Men and everyone is being melted alive. By everyone. The sun. Literally so. melted alive. <laughs> Man, that's a fucked up book. Yes. Uh, but anyway. <laughs>
0: So and it feels and Mephisto has been kind of like yeah. interfering in other books too. We see that you know he's been part of like the latest Avengers storyline. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where all this leads to. Yeah, I wonder what kind of
1: event they'll build around Mephisto. It's very interesting. All right, well we gotta get on to wrestling.
0: Steel chair in hand, Sasha not gonna wait for class of Champions. Unloading here on Lynch, and now Bailey coming in to put an end to things. They only admit they're best friends, but enough's enough. Another huge weekend in the wrestling world. Uh, AEW, NXT UK, and New Japan all ran events. Um, I only saw AEW. You know, that's all I had time for. Unfortunately, that's the only event I had time for. I did check out the um, the Walter match versus Tyler Bates. Hell of a match. Um, but I have not gotten a chance to check out Royal Quest yet. So I plan on doing it this week at some point. Yes.
1: But Who would want to miss Okada versus um, Suzuki? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's, I mean,
0: I, I can't wait for the match. I heard it's a hell of a match. So, uh, But let's talk some AEW All Out. Yeah, I'm going to start off with the buy-in, uh, which had
1: the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal. Uh, this featured not only Britt Baker, Bia Presley, but Leva Bates, Fabi Apache, Priscilla Kelly, Chandra Royal, Penelope Ford, Shaza McKenzie, Big Swole, Ariel...
0: He's going to say them all, Ariel people. Monroe,
1: Sadie Gibbs, <laughs> Tenille Dashwood, um, Ivelisse, uh Brandy Rhodes, Awesome Kong, Allie, Nicole Savvy, uh, Teal Piper, Jazz, ODB, and Mercina, Mercedes Martinez. But it also featured our winner, which was Nyla Rose. That's right. So what did you
0: think of this match, Christian?
1: You know what? I, I feel like I enjoyed it a little bit more than the men's one, but it was still all over the fucking place.
0: The stipulation sucks. Yes. <laughs> you know, them coming out by, like, the coats of cards that we didn't see mm-hmm. them draw. You know, the whole casino gimmick. It's just not working for it's me. It's not like there's not enough time,
1: by the way, to show each person draw a card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, you have what, three months or two months between pay-per-views? Just... It's a, it's a simple video. The problem, I know is, it's a lot, but still.
0: Yeah, my problem is they're all coming out in groups. Mm-hmm. So you're not even realizing who's all walking on the stage. It's not giving the crowd time to react and everything. And then, like, people are in and out of the ring so quickly, you know, you don't even have time to really even, like, I don't know, process what the mm-hmm. fuck's going on. So there are some good spots in there and everything like that. I Unlike, the, you know... the. I felt like the male, like, Battle royal, you know, it was just a mess. Yes. Where this was a little, I don't know, it was it was, it was a little better, like, orchestrated overall. Yes, a refined mess. Yes, yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to see them get away from this being a way to, like, name, you know, a number one contender. Because I just feel like it's lackluster for me. So, um, especially since this is on the pre-show, you know, something just kind of, I don't know. You know, it sticks in my crawl about it. Like, I'm not a fan of that. You know, I feel like if you're going to name a number one contender, you know, or like, you know, have a chance at being the number one contender or if... No, it's actually technically a number one contender, right, for the belt. So I feel like that doesn't belong on the pre-show. It should be a big deal, especially for, you know, your first title reign. You know, this is going to be your first title, like, holder in the company, you know, for both belts. So... I wasn't a huge fan of, like, you know, Adam Page having to do, you know, having to win a battle royal to become number one contender, and I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose having to do this either. Yeah, I'd much rather have it, like, either, like, a mini tournament or Mm. something like that, so.
1: I guess you could argue, it's like, oh, you watched this, so now you want to see who she's going to go up against, and you can only watch the main card to do so.
0: But you don't even get to see who she's going up against until, like, the the TV show. Once they, you know, I think that's the first night, right? Mm -hmm. So, I... I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. So um, I do hope they end up signing some of the talent that they did have, you mm-hmm. know, in the Battle Royal. Um, but we'll see what happens. They had a lot of impact on yes. um, wrestlers, you know, I don't know, on loan or something. <laughs> so that was interesting. I wonder if they'll have more of a, like a working agreement mm-hmm. with them. So, all right. What was our second match on the pre Well, pre-show? next we
1: had Private Party going up against Jack Evans and Angelico or Angelico, as he likes to say. <laughs> Thought this was a good match. Yeah, I thought it was really It was probably one of my favorite tag matches this year. Oh, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Okay, all right. I um. enjoyed both teams a lot, and I was just surprised. Like, I, I'm not a huge tag wrestling fan. I think that's pretty apparent mm-hmm. on this podcast. But there was something I like the energy that came off of both of these teams, mm-hmm. and it really seemed like they're both trying to come in and prove something.
0: Yes, Private part is definitely yes. a young and upcoming team. There's lots of potential there. They are kind of green still, and you can kind of see mm-hmm. that, like, during this match. <laughs> but, I mean, tons of potential, and obviously, you know, the Young Bucks and crew mm-hmm. agree. Um, Jack Evans and Angelico, I mean, I've enjoyed their work. This is my first exposure to them, you know, watching AEW, and I've enjoyed everything that I've mm-hmm. seen. I mean, they're just, you know, classic heels, you know um from the way they, you know, act in the ring and you know even what they're fucking wearing out there is <laughs> so obnoxious, you know, there's no way that they're not trying to get booed. So I like that aspect. Um but the match was the match was fun. You know, this is definitely probably the best of all the, you know, buy-ins yes. that they've had so far, you know, as a young company. So this is what a pre-show to me should look like, you know. Um, you know matches that will actually get you wanting to like watch the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know not fucking you know librarian versus librarian wherever bullshit they were yeah. doing before. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I still have a problem with that fucking battle royal. <laughs> but like I said, it's much better. It's mm-hmm. a huge improvement. So,
1: all right. Well, starting off the main card, we have SCU going up against Luchasaurus Jungle Boy and
0: Marco Stunt. This was a good opener. You know, this is exactly what an opener should be. It Mm -hmm. sets the tone for the rest of the pay-per-view. God damn, is Luchasaurus over right now. (laughs) He looks great out there, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, he looks like a fucking star. So I really enjoyed it. SCU was a great team to put them up against. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, SCU getting the win here. Um, I feel like, you know, the whole... What are they calling the crew? Are they calling that? Did they have a name? Oh, like Two all Boys of, and a Dinosaur? Is it Two Boys and a or Dinosaur? It's, um, Jurassic.
1: Or it's Jurassic Express or something yes, like that? Yes, Jurassic
0: Express. That's what it was. Um, I feel like they, they're due to win because they, they've done nothing but lose so far. Mm. Um, so hopefully once the show actually starts, you know, they'll start picking up wins. Um, because they keep on telling us, you know, winning matters. So I do
1: like that they show, like, the win-loss record on the side right yes. there. Yes. Yes, I Not was hoping... I do noticed that before, but...
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that that gets more, like, a bigger feature, too, mm-hmm. like, during the actual, like, TV show, so... Because um, I did enjoy that. I hope they don't, like... I hope they stick with that, you know, and that becomes a thing where we kind of see, like, rankings every week and everything. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I dig that. Um... But yeah, that's what fucking back in the day, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. That's one of my favorite parts of the magazine. (laughs) Used to be they would have like Mm -hmm. the rankings, you know, for each you know championship belt and everything like that. That's fantastic. That's fun, fucking wrestling nerd shit right there. Give me more of that. So, um, but yeah, this was a solid match and everything like that, and it it got both teams over, and that's all you can ask for. And I guess it, I understand the logic of wanting SCU to win at least here. Because maybe it's a new company and you want to establish, you know, one of your veteran teams. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, I I still would have liked to see, you know, Jurassic Express or whatever the fuck they're being called (laughs) pick up some wins. But, you know, it is what it is. Biggers can't be choosers, so.
1: Um, Next match we had Pac going up against Kenny Omega. And I thought this was a weird placement for the match.
0: I agree 100%. I did not like the (laughs) placement of this match at all. Um, And... uh, Apparently it's Pac, yes, which Pac. is weird. It does not roll off the tongue. We've been calling him Pac. Everyone else feels like they've been calling him Pac, but I don't know. He's his name's Pac, so whatever. Um, great match though. Yes, absolutely. You know, and like they, I don't think they've ever wrestled before. I mean, there was a, like one or two little botches here and there. Um, you know, according to the Jericho podcast, these guys were furious afterwards because I guess they had to cut some time so they didn't get to do everything that they had planned. Um, but it it was still a damn good match. (laughs) So. The
1: things that they were pulling off just seemed inhuman.
0: Yeah. It did feel like a teaser to greater things Mm -hmm. though. Like, you know, I, I, hopefully somewhere down the line, this actually, they end up working a program together. Um, so, um, what did you think of the finish? Um, you know, at first I thought it might bother me that it was,
1: like, just a straight submission, super quick, almost. But at the same time,
0: they went through this grueling match. I thought it didn't hurt the story that they were putting on. And I think it's going to add to Kenny's story Mm. in the long run, you know, because he's coming in as this, you know, one of their bigger superstars, the best wrestler in the world and everything. And I like the fact that, you know... You know, has he been like? Has he become like complacent? You know, does he have too much on his plate? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's all going to be part of his storyline. So when he does, you know, get on a roll and eventually become the AEW champion, because I feel like that's going to happen within the year. It's a bigger deal. You know, he has to overcome the odds. You know, and some adversity. You know, he's not just going to like walk in the yes. company first day as champion. It's so. crazy to think he's zero and two. No, I do believe he had a victory against C. Oh, okay, so, but yeah, not the start that you would expect mm-hmm. from Kenny Omega. So, um, but I still wish this felt like WWE booking, just in the placement of the match. Where I liked the fact it seemed like they were doing kind of like the New Japan type deal, where you know the match is kind of crescendo upwards you know you're getting like you know match after match, and Mm building to the bigger matches and you know i like that and i feel like fans can you know wwe they always want to have like you know the big opening match you know it's like almost like one of the main events is Mm -hmm. in that opener you know kind of get the fans like you know on their feet and everything like that but then they have like these built-in lulls you know throughout the card yes um, I just don't want AEW to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'd rather have them go on that arc, you know, and just crescendo upwards. Um, you know, I, I just I don't like the Western booking anymore. You know, I really <laughs> New Japan is spoiled I think.
1: Well, I mean, they definitely went full speed ahead because the next match is the Cracker Barrel class with Jimmy Havoc uh, going over Joey Janela and Darby Allin.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's another match where I felt mm-hmm. like would be on later on in the card. Um, how did you feel about this match? I thought
1: it was fun. There's little moments where it's just like, it was a little too campy. I didn't like them tying him down to the chair and putting thumbtacks in his mouth. But I did. I, I thought it was awesome that even though he was in that situation, he said, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Attack me.
0: But uh, I think
1: I... Did I did call this match, by the way. what was it? I that? was correct. With Jimmy Havoc, you kidding. were <laughs> yes, and I was going to give you props because I did not think Jimmy Havoc uh-huh. was going to win this.
0: But I mean, I guess it makes sense they want to because he hasn't had a win yet. Mm-hmm. I don't believe so. I guess you want to establish him because everyone else in the match has had like their moment to shine. So I get it. So bravo, Christian! <laughs> Way to get one right finally. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a dick. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, overall, I enjoyed the match. I did feel like it went a little too over-the-top or campy. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the whole, like, I think they threw muffins at each other at one point. Oh,
1: that's for the sponsorship, man. Yeah, I guess. And I think
0: they've solidified Cracker Barrel as a sponsor I, with I that match. Like, the one <laughs> barrel spot was fine, but then they did another barrel mm-hmm. spot. I thought that was a little too much, you know, with the barrels. Um, but over, I mean... It was a fun match. It was a fun match. Yeah, you know, like like you said, with the, the thumbtacks in the mouth, like eh I did like the skateboard with the yes, thumbtacks. Though. I thought that was cool. Um I the the one missed opportunity was I feel like they could have set it up a little more by maybe like have them come down with the skateboard, mm-hmm. show it off to the camera so then fans are like anticipating it like throughout the match. So then when he pulls it up, everyone can fucking pop big for it. Um, that's the only thing I thought they missed on. Um, but yeah, that was definitely different. So I like the fact that all these matches are different. You're getting yes. kind of a wrestling smorgasbord you know, style-wise. So I dig that. All right,
1: well, up next we have Dark Order going up against The Best Friends. Uh, this match was a little, like, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it was just kind of like middle of the road. It was definitely like... Your lull after three huge matches.
0: Yes, I agree. And you. Can, I think the crowd was kind of reacting that way. Hmm. I do not think it was a bad match at all. Um, but I felt like the crowd was a little drained after everything that they just saw. So, um, But we saw uh, the first on-screen debut of Orange Cassidy. Yes, freshly as he ma- squeezed. Yes, as he made the save. <laughs> um I thought it was cool. You know, I dug it. So it's my first time really getting a chance to see him in action. You know, I've seen little clips here and there. So I thought it was a fun moment, though. Um, But yeah, no. I enjoyed The Best Friends, though, as a tag team. You know, so I'm excited to see them part of The Division. I'm just not sold on Dark Order yet.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see, like, if they'll reintroduce their characters in a way for the show at all. Because I'm like... How do you explain, like, this whole Best Friends gimmick to, like, why it even exists to anyone
0: uh, at this point? Yeah, like, how that's a good point. Because, I mean, you do have to cater towards the casual fan mm-hmm. also. Um, so do they do little, like, vignettes or something like that to kind of introduce these characters, you know, to a new audience? Like, I wouldn't, maybe, I know they've got the road to, you know... Mm-hmm what are they calling the show? Do they even have a name for the, they don't have a name for the show yet. Um, so I don't know what they're called because it's not, no, um,
1: right now it just says road to AEW on TNT.
0: Okay. Cause I, I, they had a bunch of na- like, like Tuesday night dynamite. Obviously uh, they're not using that since it's on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <there> we <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see if they name the show soon. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, they they have those little like you know YouTube shows happening, so maybe they'll use those mm-hmm. to introduce. If they were smart, I think they should you know use those to introduce. Well, they everyone. wasted
1: this what this week's because it was just a recap of the pay per view. Yeah, instead yeah. of those are always fun though. I always like anybody. seeing
0: the uh, behind the scenes stuff too though. But you could do more. It's, it's your channel. You can do as many <laughs> as you want. <laughs> So, all right. What do we have next?
1: Uh, well, up next we have the women's qualifier match for Rio versus, um, Hiraku, uh,
0: Hikaru Shida. I thought, <sighs> the to me they weren't clicking at first. Hmm. You know, like they were kind of moving. It's like slow motion. Um, it picked up steam like the middle of the match. But I was surprised with how much time
1: they got in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it just didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm completely on board with uh, Rio, you know, being number one mm-hmm. contender also. Especially against Nyla Rose. <laughs> I
1: mean, I understand, like, Kenny Omega praises Rio a lot. Uh-huh. As someone that he's worked with in the past. But it's just like, I, like, they haven't done enough with any of the Josie characters to give me, like, oh, they deserve to be, you know, the next women in line for the title, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I just, I guess I haven't seen enough, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they haven't sold me on it yet. So. I definitely didn't
1: expect Rio to win, and it's it was weird because, like we said before in the preview, it was just like, we don't know if Rio is supposed to be a heel or face going even into this match. Oh, that's right. I, I completely forgot mm, about that. And, 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 they and did... it felt like Sheeta was kind of more the heel of this match
0: in general. And they didn't really address that, right, no, during the didn't. match? Huh. Yeah, no. It it just it really didn't do much for me. Another her. thing was that Yuka was announced for the match for
1: the Battle Royal and she wasn't there. So I don't know if something happened with that.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not catch that. Huh. And then we found out that uh that Kylie Ray is no longer with the company.
1: Yes, it's come out that she's retired from wrestling in general.
0: Now they haven't explained, you know, what the injury was, and it's definitely an injury. Because I know in the press conference, Tony Khan just mentioned it was like personal reasons. I mean, it's rumored to be an injury, and I can only imagine if you're retiring for. She seemed so
1: excited to be even a part of the company, and it felt like she was going to be a big part. of Exactly. So to retire out of no, it had to have been something. You know, a big life changing injury as yeah, well. I can imagine. That's horrible. Um, you know, it's it's not our place to speculate too much on it, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So,
0: all right. Well, so moving on, we have Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. You know, David, I I did have a lot of high hopes for this match,
1: mm-hmm. so maybe I I expected too much, but I felt like it was a little over, like. Over the top with, like, what they were doing with the uh, managers and everything. A lot of outside um, interference. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I thought it would get to a point where the managers would go away and it would just be the two of them fighting.
0: Well, my problem with the match, of course, was it, was, it wasn't it was announced as, like, a no DQ. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> oh, like... There was no count whatsoever. There was you know? no count. People are clearly cheating, interfering mm-hmm. in the match. They weren't. He hits hiding them with it. the belt in front of yes. the ref. So that annoyed me. Just make the fucking match a no DQ match. Mm-hmm. There's no re. I mean, it's a fucking blood feud match. So there's no reason not to. And then you don't make your fucking referees look like jackasses out there, especially it was Earl Hebner, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. Because he's
1: admonishing Sean Spears for the belt, mm-hmm. and that's the whole spot was like. To distract him, to to get him to go after one belt, he takes the belt. He starts hitting him with it. He takes
0: Tully's belt. Yeah, you know, and maybe because it's smaller, and I, he's turned around <laughs> by this point. Cody's got the belt, starts whipping him back, and there's I, nothing to it. Yeah, I didn't. I liked the match. I thought it was a good match. I did enjoy it, even with all the hijinks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't necessarily like that Sean Spears didn't go over here. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a way you could book it where, you know, Cody would still look strong, and but Sean Spears would actually, you know, get a big win. I think that would not should have
1: cheated in some form or fashion. Well, win. there was
0: no such thing as cheating in the match because no one could get disqualified anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, there's, there's plenty of ways where this could carry on. But now, today, actually, as we record this, it was announced that... Cody will be facing Jericho at uh, Full Gear. Yes. The next pay-per-view, I believe it's going to be November 9th. I mm-hmm. can be wrong on the dates, but I'm not, It's definitely in November. I'm not willing to look it up <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so I guess, you know, mapping that out, I guess it makes sense why Cody won, but. I just felt like it meant more for Sean Spears to win, mm-hmm. establishing him as a big deal in the company and everything. So I felt like that was kind of a missed opportunity. I don't know where he goes as a character from here. I don't know if he fused with, like, MJF or whatnot. Um, I did enjoy the orange spots. I think everyone kind of predicted that spot. Um, and I think they tried to throw everyone off by having MJF, you know, out there um, with him at first. But, I, you know, I mean... It was pretty awesome to see him out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for, you know, a split second, you know. But Why did Tully
1: leave? Was he, like, I kicked think, out?
0: No, I think it was because Arn sided with Cody, so then Tully, you know, felt like he had to leave out of loyalty for the Horsemen or something like that. Sure? I, Yes. Yes, it's very, I very confused that's in that me moment. trying to explain something, <laughs> <laughs> booking-wise, that maybe didn't make he sense. Because just,
1: he just shrugs and walks up the, he's like,
0: Yeah, he's definitely confused by Arn interfering, uh-huh. you know, I'm hitting that double-A spine buster and then just, like, walks off. I was like, why are you leaving, <laughs> You know, like, maybe he's like, well, that's the match, it's over, you know, there's no getting it from that. So it felt a little weird, like he abandoned it. But apparently, there's still plans for Tully to be paired off with Sean Spears. So it wasn't even a one-off. So that makes hear. less mm-hmm. sense, though, that he would just leave. <laughs> no, but I am glad, you know, because I like that dynamic between the two characters. So, um, but yeah, overall, you know, I enjoyed the match. Cody does story well in his matches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like his dad. Yeah, you know? I mean... I, I still feel like he's underrated in the ring but um you know he definitely knows how to utilize storytelling you know and he's had some of the best matches in AEW so far um you know you look at the match between him and his brother the match with Darby Allin and everything like that I you know I, so far I mean he's really batting a thousand
1: now speaking of like his matches so far it seems that the network at TNT has had some issues Uh, According, they had to ban before this pay-per-view the shot to the head Mm -hmm. uh, in general. And they were kind of upset with the amount of blood that was in the match between him and his brother.
0: Okay. So they might tone it
1: down just a tad bit.
0: Well, I mean, Tony Khan kind of has come out, too, and said that that's not what you're going to get. Exactly. On, you know, the actual show that's going to be safe for, like, pay-per-views hmm. and special events. So so I hope that doesn't affect future pay-per-views if, that's, yeah. like, if they're putting more pressure on stuff like that. Do you think maybe they're putting that out there, leaking that that you know out there themselves, so when it does happen, it's a bigger deal? Maybe. Like, you know, it's unplanned hmm. or unscripted. Yeah, you know? I mean it's a good idea so I mean I, wouldn't, I, I could I wouldn't definitely put it see best them doing anyone that anyone in the wrestling industry doing that right <laughs> you know they're working us so mm. I mean, because I mean they had the fucking match with Darby Allen and you know that three way dance happens mm. you know and they're fucking put, pouring thumbtacks in each other's mouths so I mean I don't think TNT could be that upset um, with a little blood if that's okay so um, but you know and Jericho obviously bladed Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know about that report, but um, but yeah. Overall, I enjoyed it. You said it was just kind of there for you. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
1: All right. Uh, next up, we have the AAA Tag Team Championship match on ladders. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, amazing. Yes, absolutely. I think this was uh, definitely for me my match of the night.
0: Um. Yes, I agree. I I can agree with
1: it that. It was definitely between this and uh, Pack versus Kenny for me.
0: Yes. Yes. I think this definitely wins it, though. This match had me on the edge of my seat the entire time because I was actually concerned for their, mm-hmm. their well-being. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was getting dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, one, the Canadian Destroyer off the fucking ladder through the table, that's insane. You know, the fact they're even attempting that shit. Um, there the one time fucking Nick ends up clipping his legs, yes. you know, when he's coming off the ladder, uh, you know, going through the tables on the outside, but he hits his legs, and I've seen it happen before. And he just totally fucking lands ugly, head first through the first table. And I was like, oh, he's done. <laughs>
1: At least that was the last spot. He had yes, that and night. he was
0: done. Thankfully, <laughs> they said when they got in the back. It was the weirdest response they got from, you know, they've ever gotten from other wrestlers in the locker room, like where people were just kind of like more concerned, you know, like there was like a tempered response where they weren't sure how to react. Like, are you guys hurt? You know, before we (laughs) applaud, (laughs) are you guys all right? So, um, but yeah, no, I, I really dug this match. Um, I could, I will say I'm okay with this program ending here though. Oh, Yes. You know, like I'm. I want to see the young bucks move on. It it sounds like that's what's yes. going to happen with the tournament and everything like that. Um, I don't know. Are, do we know if the Lucha Brothers are actually in the tournament?
1: Like they made it sound like they are.
0: Okay. So I I I, I think it'd be a shame if they weren't. Because I know they're kind of working between the two mm-hmm. companies right now. So I I wouldn't be surprised if they're not. Just a timing issue or whatever. Um, but that would definitely be disappointing. Uh, but they've got plenty of ta- talent tag team wise yes. though, so they'll be okay. Well, speaking of tag team talent, we had some
1: people show up at the end of the match.
0: Yes. Uh, team LAX. Yes, formerly known as LAX, mm-hmm. uh, Santana, and Ortiz.
1: And uh, Tony Khan has come out saying that they will have to change their name for AEW.
0: Yes, yes, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I thought that was a big moment. The crowd was definitely popping huge for that and everything. It was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. You know at the end of the match so um but yeah definitely for me that was my top match of the night so i don't know how you top a ladder match like that so well jericho and hangman
1: definitely went out there with the best intentions to do that uh we got to see chris jericho become crowned a the official AEW world champion uh how'd you feel about this match
0: um, I liked it. It was a little choppy at at the start. It felt like um sometimes it felt like there was some pacing issues where there was like, I don't know, pregnant pauses if you mm. will, like in the middle. Um, but I, I don't know if that was the story they were trying to tell. Um, it just the crowd was weirdly quiet at parts too. I don't know if they were just exhausted. You know, the pay per view was a little long. Mm. Um, I like to see them kind of trim back. You know, how long the shows go. I don't feel like they need to have, you know, because it was, I think it was like four, over four hours. Was it? Yeah, it was. I was watching wrestling a long time. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it was all enjoyable, mm. but I think you exhaust your crowd at that point. So I think that kind of played into it because I, I felt like overall it was a good match. Um, it just was taking a little bit longer than I would expect for those two to click together. Um, but I believe it was the first time they've ever been in the ring mm-hmm. also, so I mean, that, that makes sense. But it didn't disappoint me at all. Um, and I was, I, was, I was happy to see Jericho win, actually, because I didn't feel like they did enough for you know, Hangman Page yeah. to carry that belt and walk in the first day as champ you know, for the company. It just seemed to make sense
1: at that point. Yes. I will say, I feel like this was the best Jewish effect I've seen in Jericho pull off.
0: Yes. And he's somehow gotten the fucking back elbow over oh. now. Because <laughs> the crowd fucking popped big for that. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and you knew it was over at that point. So, um but I mean, that's all partially, you know, Paige too. He, He's going to be fucking fantastic. He really is. I mean, he's already awesome, but, I, I mean, he's so young. I mean, the sky's the limit for him. So I can't wait to see where he is as a wrestler in, like, the next, like, three years. So he will have that title sooner than later. Absolutely. So. But will Jericho have that title? Um, well, <laughs> now if he visits Longhorn again, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he got the title stolen, so that was pretty insane, but he made the best out of it, right? Mm. I mean, he really fucking, you know, doubled down, and, you know, it seemed like he was going to start an angle with it and everything. He shot a little piece of footage with him sitting in a jacuzzi, you know, launching a worldwide investigation, you know, scarf and all, um, you know, some fucking good shit, mm. like memorable shit, and that's what Jericho brings to the table, you know, a lot of companies would try to bury the fact that they their champion lost the title. I think it helps that it happened to you know a heel character, mm. obviously. Um, but Jericho was the perfect person for it to happen to. So uh, I was I I was almost sad to see them find it. You know, um, so <laughs> soon because I was hoping we'd get this huge mm. angle and everything and really, you know, see like, you know, Jericho is most creative and everything.
1: No, I was waiting for them to say, oh, Paige has it. You yes. Know.
0: Yes. I was like saying like, Yo, okay, it's going to either be Paige or Moxley mm-hmm. or someone else, you know, with the belt. Um, you know, it could have been fun. So, um, I don't know, man. It was still a good time, though. And he's been—I mean, he's owned the internet this week. Yes. He got you know a little bit of bubbly over huge. Oh, you know, did you get your shirt? Because <laughs> they're selling like hotcakes. One. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 been fun. You know, mm. you bring so much to the fucking table as a wrestler. You know, um, he knows how to get your product over. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, Dave, if you had to give this a
0: rating out of five stars, per usual what would you have given it I'm gonna say four I think it was a solid four for me I mean it wasn't as good as All In was mm-hmm. a year ago but I feel like it's a good you know lead in to your TV product so um, it gets me excited for the future
1: yeah I'm, I'm gonna give it a four as well I think um, you know the the lull matches definitely brought it back some from being that perfect pay per view. Yeah, I just so. felt
0: like you didn't need as many matches on the card. Like they they could have trimmed a couple matches here and there. And I still am not a fan of how they're booking the women's division. Mm. I feel like they need to clean that up and yeah. just establish some stars. You know enough with the battle. Royals. I just feel like they're
1: still figuring it out. Like they don't know who all their
0: players are. Yeah. Yeah, just give me some one-on-one matches, though. Mm-hmm. Let's let's discover that together instead of you know <laughs> just throwing this hodgepodge of you know women together and just have it you know have it all work itself out because it's not working. It really isn't. <laughs> so it was better than, like I said, it's better than all the other buy-ins. Though yes. I will say that. All right, so not much happened on the WWE front except for Bailey finally turned heel. Yes, and this was full. Heel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> even her, like, biggest fans applauded at this point. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Um, I thought it was well done overall. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy... It. They did kind of telegraph it, like, through the show and her interview and everything like that. And even the match setup. up, you're like, okay, this is where it's going to, you know, happen. Because um, I was kind of just they've been asking her about the whole Sasha situation mm-hmm. last couple weeks and everything. And the fact that they set up this match and then they, they did a little interview during raw, you know, just kind of, you know, like, well, how do you feel about this? And everything like that. I was like, Oh, it's happening tonight. It's definitely happening tonight. And sure enough, they did. They, they weren't wishy washy about it. You know, they pulled the trigger on of it. You know, she needs to work on her chair shots a little more. Mm-hmm. They're kind of weak. Um, but so is Sasha's, uh, <laughs> for that matter. But you know, I, what I found interesting is what they were doing on SmackDown with her, you know, after the fact. They had her come out and address the crowd. The crowd booed the shit out of her, you know. There were some cheers, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it was probably more fans like us. Um, I but, think that
1: she played up to that well, though. She was like, I don't understand what you guys want.
0: Yes, yes. I like her being kind of the confused role model, you know. Her, like, you know, just kind of talking down to the crowd and saying, no, I'm a role model for your kids, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm teaching them loyalty. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed that, you know, but then when Charlotte came out, you know, which is weird. It's going to be a weird dynamic because Charlotte's definitely a fucking heel here. Um, when she came out, you know, and addressed Bailey and basically called her a phony, you know, he, uh, Sasha came out and then they both basically jumped Charlotte. Yes. You know? So, I mean, she's definitely a fucking heel. So I enjoyed that. Uh, King of the Rings actually been surprisingly fun. You know, I've enjoyed all the King of the Ring matches. They're Mm -hmm. all solid. I didn't necessarily like the finish that happened in the uh, Joe Ricochet match. Setting up a three-way dance um, between uh, Joe Ricochet and Corbin. Um, I've got this horrible, horrible feeling that Corbin's walking out of that as the winner. Um, You know, but the fact that Chad Gable actually Mm -hmm. seems like he's getting a bit of a push. Even the commentary team seemed
1: to really like be behind him and saying you know how he's you know working his way back up
0: there. What I loved about the match against, you know, Andrade was he got himself over. It mm-hmm. felt like through the match cuz the beginning of the match the crowd was dead. And then once they kept on going and you know just working a fucking great match, the crowd started to get into him and really like realize, "Oh wait a second. He might actually fucking win this thing." So then when he won, he got a big pop. And I was like, okay, see, because they were um, a lot of people were also surprised by the crowd's reaction when he beat Shelton Benjamin. Mm -hmm. So maybe you know, if he wasn't in the plans, you know, it it seems like lately WWE is willing to roll with the punches more. So maybe you know, they'll get behind him and give him a push now. You know, even if he doesn't become King of the Ring, um, I just have a bad feeling it's going to be Corbin on that throne at the end of the day. There
1: has been rumors coming around that people are trying hard to convince Vince against pushing Corbin as much as he has been.
0: I don't know what else the old man needs at this point. Mm -hmm. He is like single-handedly tanking your ratings. You know, the fact that how he's been featuring him and just shoving him down, you know, people's throats. like the reverse, like it's the heel version of Roman Reigns. You know, he doesn't have the right kind of heat, as people would say. You know, Mm -hmm. like he's got that quote-unquote like go-home heat. He's not like, oh, we're booing you because you're such a great villain. We're booing you because we want you off our screens. So that's what's driving me fucking nuts about it. Um, And and I don't feel like it's Corbin's fault. You know, I feel like it's kind of the hand that, you know, he's been dealt, unfortunately. You know, when, like, God, during those early summer months or, you know, early spring. Was it spring or summer when they were really... It's probably spring, right? Or, after Mania. Yeah. We, like, he was... God, he was, I felt like he was on, like, 60% of Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, he was on so many fucking segments on Are Raw. Are we talking about when he was general manager or... Yeah, he was right kind of... He, or he was in between. It was after he yeah. beat Angle and everything. He was just... He was on the screen way too fucking much. So, um, you know... But the last month or so, we haven't really seen him at all. Mm-hmm. Which tells me... He's gearing him up to push him again, <laughs> you know. So we'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong. You know, I don't see Chad losing to Elias. No, you know, but and fucking Elias had a great match too, which I was really fucking surprised by.
1: I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Elias really? versus Ali.
0: Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great fucking match. I mean, I'm not a huge Elias fan. But it made me respect Ali a lot more because mm. I was like, "This is the best Elias match I have ever seen." Okay. I like the fact too; I didn't know who was going to win the thing, mm. so I really enjoyed that fucking match. Um, you know, and the crowd was into Ali again. So, and I this is what the King of the Ring does well. You know, in tournaments like this, as well. It reminds you know fans of, oh yeah, you know you know wrestler skill sets oh um, um, that, that's why i like that guy mm-hmm. you know that's what i th- i want to see more of this let these guys fucking wrestle you know especially your skilled fucking athletes like you know ali and chad gable they need to tell their stories in the fucking ring so um you know they'll forget all about this in a yes. so. and <laughs> i just love a tournament i yes. guess so, but that's pretty much WWE in a nutshell. Rowan apparently was, you know, Roman's attacker, maybe. maybe. I don't know. The storyline makes no sense at this oh. point, but I stopped caring about a month ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if Daniel Bryan ends up turning face, though. Now, after he was attacked by Rowan, I'm wondering if they're going to use that to turn him face, so then you have a, a strong face Daniel Bryan going into the new Fox deal. You know... In October, I guess. I mean, so, people are still cheering him to the mood. So, yeah, work, uh, he gets his booze though. He still gets his booze, but it's that like that respectful boo. Mm. You know, like we love what you're doing, boo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we know this is the response you want from us, but we still love you. So yeah, when he turns heel or heel, when he turns face, it'll be huge. Mm, so, um, but. It looks like that's going to do it for this week man yes all right well before you go we want you to check out
1: dramacityproductions.com where you can find us and plenty of other great podcasts every week definitely check us out there um, you can also find us your favorite podcast apps that's including iTunes uh, Podbean the works. Wherever you listen to your favorite <laughs> exactly. podcast.
0: And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review as always. Yes. Um, um, and one of our favorite new apps is Podcoin. Uh go ahead and download that app. It's the app that actually pays you to listen to all your favorite podcasts. And right now we're actually a bonus podcast. So if you check us out, you actually earn extra coins yes um and you can use this digital currency towards great gift cards like starbucks target um, i believe amazon's even one of the options so i mean jesus christ what else can you ask for people well i mean what if you want to give back you want to give it to charity david i guess
1: <laughs> no you're right christian yes.
0: you actually have the option to give to charity too So um, if you're not a selfish bastard like myself, Mm. you can go ahead and do some good in the world and, you know, use your digital currency to help some other people out. Yes, and to help you in the right direction, you can
1: use promo code NERDSHOW and get 300 coins right off the bat. You're welcome.
0: Yes. (laughs) Dammit, you know, that promo code's good for other things as well. Head over to West Coast Geek and go ahead and find some of the best nerd merch on the internet right now. You got shirts, you got collectibles, you got graphic novels, anything your nerd heart desires. Yes. So take that promo code, nerd show get 20 percent off now on all your nerd swag and if you want
1: to further support the show you can go over to prowrestlingtees.com where you can find our merch you can get sweet amazing nerd show logo right on your chest every single day definitely go buy that wear it like a badge exactly and as always we gotta thank them guilty aces for our intro and dj greg Bremner for our outro see
0: all their info in our bio
1: yes Definitely check out next week. We'll be talking It's Chapter 2 uh, and probably many more nerd-tastic news. My name's Christian. My name's Damon. And that's The Amazing Nerd Show. They all float down here, Christian. Oh, jeez.
0: A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans.
1: A little bit of the
0: bubbly Drink
1: it in man